Today's Baba Kamad of Tesla, we're seven lines from the top of Tesla Medalev. Ravuna Amar, we're jumping back now to Zayna Medalev, where the Gemara brought a stira in the Psukim, because on one hand, it sounded like Meitav Sadeo Yishalim, that when a Mazik has to pay, he has to pay from the best, from the Meitav of his field. But on the other end, the Pusuk says, Kesef Yoshiv Labalem, and Yoshiv, we learned, was Lerabois Shavakesef, Afilu Subin. To include, he could pay him back with Shavakesef, and even Subin, even lowly inferior grains. So I don't understand, does a Mazik have to pay Meitav Aretz? Does he have to pay the Indias, the best? Or can he even pay Mamish inferior so that was the steer the Gemara brought. The Gemara had a few answers. Then we digress a little bit. Now, two days later, the Gemara is picking up. Rav Huna Amar. Rav Huna is giving a different answer to the steer. Rav Huna Amar. Oy kesef, oy if you want to know what Pshan and the Pesukim is, it's not a steer. The Pesukim means to tell you, oy kesef, oy that if you're paying land, you have to pay metav aretz. That metav sadeo yishalim. You have to pay the best of the land. But if you're paying kesef, then kesef. So you could either pay kesef. That's kesef yashiv lebalav. That's what we learned from yashiv. That's kesef yashiv. You could either pay cash. Or you could pay Meitav of your land, your best type of land. Says Gemara Yisrael, Reb Nachman Lerbuna. Reb Nachman asked on Lerbuna, could that be? Could that be what's going on over here? Yashiv Lerabbas of Kesef Afilu Zumin. We learned that Yashiv in the pasuk Kesef Yashiv Lebaylav. We learned from the word Yashiv that it includes Shavak Kesef Afilu Zumin. Even Zumin you could pay, which is inferior grains. You could pay the lowly stuff. So how are you telling me that it's Oy Kesef Oy Meitav? It's not Stam Kesef. That's not what it's teaching me. It's teaching me you could even pay Zumin. So what's Pshat on the pasuk? you have to pay the best, or you have to pay the worst. I don't understand. So I'm asking. Really, I'll tell you what the Bryce meant to say. Be the Leslie. We're talking about a case where he doesn't have Karka. He doesn't have Karka or Kesef that's good. And therefore, he doesn't have any good stuff, so you're going to pay whatever you have. And he has Subin, so he's able to pay Subin. Says the if he has nothing else besides Subin, then Pshita. Then obviously he's going to pay Subin. What more do you want from him? He doesn't have anything else. I would think, I'll tell you, the Havmina would have been that maybe you have the right to tell him that, listen, my din is Metav. You have to pay me Metav. I'm an Izik. And therefore, go get me cash. I don't care. You have Subin. I don't want your Subin. I want cash. So you go through the trouble of selling your Subin in order to to get cash and bring me the cash. We don't say that and he's able to pay him with the Subin. Amar Ravasi. Ravasi says, that cash is just like Karka. What does that mean? So what's Ravasi trying to say? If he's saying that a Mazik can either pay Meitav, he can either pay from his land or he could pay cash. And that's what he's saying. That cash is just like Karka. If you want to pay Karka, you could pay Karka. You could pay your Meitav Aretz. And if you want to pay Ksafim, if you want to make cash, you could do that too. But if that's what Ravasi meant, then Hainu Dervuna. That's the same thing Ravuna said. Ravuna said before that oy kesef oy metav, which means you could either pay cash or you could pay the metav aretz. And if so, that he said the same thing as Ravuna, why is he saying this as a separate din? It should have just said something like the chen amar ravasi. Ravasi says the same thing as Ravuna. So Ella, what do you have to say that Ravasi's kavana was? Lishnei achim shechalku. Really, Ravasi's kavana was talking about a case of two brothers that split the yerusha of their father. And one of them took the land, and the other one took the cash. Then the balchayv comes. Balchayv, we know he can't collect from. Metaltoin or cash, but rather he's only going to collect from the karka that was Meshubatiz loans, and therefore he goes and takes the karka. So one of them took the karka, one of them took the cash, but now Bachayv comes and takes the karka. So the guy, the son that took the karka, is not left with anything. So in that case, the Azahai Vishakapagabiksafimade. So that so that son could go over to his brother and take half of the cash. Listen, I took the karka, you took the cash, but the karka was taken away from me by one of the Balichaivas of our father, and therefore give me half of the cash now. And they're gonna go split it, and that's what Ravasi meant when he said that. You that Ksafim is just like Karka, that it has the same din, that if his Karka got taken away, you both inherited it equally, and therefore he's going to have the right to go and take away half of the Ksafim because you have to split the Yerusha. Says Gemara, if that's the case, Pshita. 
Obviously. Hi, bro. Hi, Labra. What is one his son and one is not his son? Obviously, they're both his sons. And therefore, if his Baal came and took away the Karka, then they're going to sp- still have to split the Yerusha equally. And the Gemara says, Ikadamri, some actually have it under Abelidukhisa. They have the exact opposite Svara. That the Amrle, really, he could tell him that maybe the brother wouldn't be able to go to his brother and say, Give me half the cash because my Karka was taken away. Because the Amrle, he could tell him, And that's why I Dafka took the money. Meaning, I took the money because I knew this could happen. And each of us had our risks. You took the Karka, you had your risk in that. And I took the money and I had my risks because the imigadmi, if it would have been stolen from me, I wouldn't have come collect from you and I wouldn't have been tevea half the karka from you if the money was stolen. And therefore, I took a risk when I took the cash. And Al Das Kane, you also took a risk when you took the land. That if it was taken from you, and if someone takes away the character from you, then you, you can't come to me. So therefore, maybe the brother could actually tell him that get out of here. I'm not going to give you half the money because we each took our risks when you decided to take the karka, and I decided to t- take the money. You lost out because Baal Chayv took the karka away, but that doesn't give you a right to come and collect the money from me. But either way, that's not what Ravasi could have been talking about because again, it's not going to work with either of these shenis. Again, when Ravasi said which was very ambiguous, we're trying to figure out what he's talking about. So if this is what he meant, that the brother could go over to the other brother and split it because Safim is just like Karka and money is just like Karka and he took away my Karka so I'm going to split the money with you. So if according to the first Lashon it's Pasha, why would he have to say that? If according to the second Lashon it's not true because they each have a Taina and he could say, listen, that's why I took the cash because I didn't want to split it with you. And he has that Taina. So says the Gemara, Ella, you want to know what Ravasi was talking about when he said Safim Arin Kikarika, that cash is just like Karka. He was saying it like something else. Two brothers, again, that split Karka that they got as a Yerusha. So this time it was only Karka, and they both split the Karka. And took the Chelek of one of them. And on this, maybe you want to say that Ravasi said that Nexafim is just like Karka, meaning that when the brother goes to the other brother and says, listen, make me whole, because he took my Karka, and there's no, no reason you should get to keep your Karka. You just happened to have taken my Karka, and we split it, and therefore you have to give me half of yours. Dalacho is, yeah, it's true, because they're, they're, they're both Yarshim, and they have to split the Karka, and therefore if one of them gets taken away, he has to, he has to be made whole by the other one. But Rav Asi was saying, Ksafmarin Kekarka, that cash is just like Karka, to teach you a din, that when the brother pays out half of his own Karka to make the brother whole, he doesn't have to give him actual Karka, but rather Ksafmarin he can give him cash instead, cash of the value, meaning he can give him the value of half the karka if he wants to keep the whole karka himself. And maybe on that, Ravasi is saying that if he wants to give him cash instead of the actual karka, he can do that. Says the Gemara, is that? Could that be what Ravasi meant? Ravasi already said that one time, and therefore it's not a stopper to say that he just said it again in different words. Where do we see Ravasi already said that? The Itamar was said over like this. Achim shechalku. Achim, that split, meaning the brothers that got in Yerusha Karka, and they split it together. And Abachoyev comes and takes the Karka of one of them. So we have a three-way Machlekes. Rav says that the Machlekes, meaning the Chalukah that they did originally, is Batal Mavotal, and they have to re-split everything because they're regular Yarshim. And therefore, they're going to split what Whatever karka is left over. Shmuel, Shmuel says, no. Viter. Shmuel says that he lost out his chelek and his brother does not have to pay him anything. Ravasi, Omar, this is the point. Ravasi says, He gets a quarter of the karka or a quarter of the money. Now, we're going to explain each of these shitas. We'll see in a second. Rav, Omar, about the machlekes. Rav says that the machlekes was mevotol, meaning and they have to redo the whole chalukah and the brother gets, they get to split it again from fresh because because Rav is of the opinion that brothers that split karka in Yerusha, they are considered kiyarshim. We consider them always like yarshim. And this is a machlekes that comes up many times in Chas. It's a sugi in Breira. That we do, we say yesh Breira or ain Breira. So Rav would say that since yesh Breira, so we're going to say that 
they're considered Yarshim. That's why that's why it's Tali, not really Yarsugio. But if there is Brera, if Yesh Brera, then they're going to be considered like Yarshim. And we can say that whatever property, this is how Brera comes in. Brera tells me that something that happened now, so it's Hoover, that that's really the part that was Magia to him the whole time, just in simple terms. Maybe not so simple. But the point is that if they're considered like Yarshim, then we're saying Yesh Brera because we're looking at it like that part that he ended up getting, even though we didn't know from the onset which piece of the karka is going to go to that son and which karka is going to go to that son, once it happens and once the chalukah of the Yerusha happens, we could say that 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 was the part that was supposed to go to him the whole time. And therefore, Rav says about the Machlekes, they have to read the Machlekes because he holds their regular Yarshim, and therefore, this chalukah, this split up, didn't, it wasn't mevatel their, their din of Yarshim, and therefore, if one of their properties gets taken away, so they have to redo it, because obviously, it's just that it was a mistake, and really the his chelak belonged to his brother as well, and he has to split it again. But Shmuel says that he loses out when he gets the property taken away by a Baal of his fathers. Why does he lose out? And why doesn't he get to split the rest of the property with his brother? Because because Shmuel is of the opinion that brothers that got a Yerusha and split up the lands, they actually don't have the din of Yarshim anymore, but rather they have the din of Lekuchas, as if they bought the land, because Shmuel holds in Breira. And in Breira would tell me that it's not Huvra Adalim which one you're going to get. And therefore, whichever property you did decide to split with your brother, so you're considered like a buyer. But but not only that, you're like a Lekuchas, you're like a buyer, without a Christ. You're like you bought something without a Christ. And when you buy something without a Christ, we know what happens, that... If a Baal comes and takes it away, you don't have title insurance, and you are not able to be Tavea anyone. And since Shmuel holds you like Lekuchais, therefore, he's not going to be able to go to his brother and claim anything, because he bought it Shalai Bacharais, and if it got taken away, that's his problem. It's not his brother's problem. But that's Shan Rav Shmuel. But the main point here is, Rav Asi Amr, what does Rav Asi say? Rav Asi said that actually he's going to take a fourth of the the karka or a fourth of the value in cash. Why? Because because he had a suffix. He didn't know how to paskin like Rav or like Shmuel. If they're like Yarshim, if they're like Lekuchis, basically if Breira or if ain't Breira, and Hilkach, and therefore, what do we do with the suffix? We split it down the middle. And therefore, what's he trying to get? What's the full amount he's trying to get? He's trying to get half, because his brother, for sure, has half. The only question is, does he have to give him the other half? So since the question is that half, they're going to split it, and what's half of a half? That's a quarter, and that's why he takes either a quarter of the kark itself, or a quarter of the money, and I'll upon him, this is what Rav Ashi was saying over here, when the brother pays him back that quarter, because again, he's not getting the full half because it's a suffix, and therefore we're going to do a yachleku down the middle, and he's going to get half of it, which is a quarter. So when he pays him back that quarter, he could either pay him the karka, or he could pay him the cash. And that's where Rav Ashi already said it one more time. By the way, you could ask a question. How is this Rav Ashi, how are you telling me that he already said it one more time? He's saying something totally different. Over there, we were saying, suggesting that he should get half of the property or half of the cash. And over here, we're saying a quarter of the cash. It's not the same thing. So really, the way to understand the Gemara is the main point is over here about the fact that he could give him or karka or cash. And Ravasi already said that one more time. Meaning we assumed over here maybe that's what Ravasi meant. And in our context, it was a half. That's why we tried to apply it. But now that we see Ravasi already said his din and he holds a quarter. But the point is, you're right. Okay, so you're, so the din would be a quarter because that's what Ravasi holds. He holds a suffix, totally in, totally in uh, whether you hold the Kravish But the point is that he already said one time. Now we know what he meant. He meant a quarter. He didn't mean a half. But he already said one time that you do, uh, that he could either pay him with cash or he could pay him with karka. And therefore, 
Why would you have to tell me again? Can't, that can't be Pshan Ravasi when he said, Oik Safa my Karka, because he already said it one time. So, so what did Ravasi mean? Continues the Gemara when he said, Harain Kekarka, that Safim is just like Karka, cash is just like Karka, Lenin Metav. He must have meant Metav. That he could either pay him Metav Aritz, he could either pay him land, or he could pay him Safim, because Safim is just like Karka, you could pay cash, or you could pay Metav. Says Gemara, okay, if so, back to the first question. That's the same thing that Ravuna said in the beginning of this. So, yeah, says Gemara, you're right, I have no way to back out of this. That's what we have to say. Ravasi. Ravasi says the same thing as Ravuna. Amr Bezer. Bezer said Amr Ravuna in the name of Ravuna. B'mitzvah. With a mitzvah, you go up till a third of your money. What does that mean? What, what are we talking about exactly? If we're t- saying that for a mitzvah, you're chayv to spend a third of your house, meaning a third of your net worth, you're literally chayv to pay for a mitzvah. So if so, if so, if he has three mitzvahs that come to him, he has to give away his whole net worth to be mekayim, these three mitzvahs. And obviously we're talking about not a third of a third of a third, but all thirds that combine together. If he has three mitzvahs at a time, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to be mevazvis everything. Does that make sense? And Amar of Zera, that's where Rav Zera explains that. Really, we're talking about the hitter mitzvah. We're talking about how much you have to be meisiv on top of the regular cost of a mitzvah for a hitter mitzvah. We know there's a concept zek keli vanveu. It's not lefun of a mitzvah. How much do you have to add on monetarily wise? How much do you have to add on to the mitzvah for the hither mitzvah aspect of it? Not the mitzvah for Maker Adin. So, Ajlish, the mitzvah. You have to add on up until a third of the mitzvah. That's how much you have to... So, not a third of your net worth, but a third of the cost of the mitzvah itself. That's how much on top you're going to have to add on to be Mekayim, Hidr Mitzvah. Says Gemara, Bayer Vashir. Vashir had a question how to understand this shlish. Shlish milagav or shlish milabar? What kind of third are we talking about? A shlish from the inside or a shlish from the outside? What does that mean? So, Pashit a shlish of the original number, or a third of the number you're going to end up with. So easy number would be, let's say the number was six. The mitzvah costed six. So are you chayv to add another two, because two is a third of six, which would be eight total for the hidden mitzvah, or you chayv to add another three, because the final number will be nine, and the final number you'd end up with, which is nine, three is a third of that. So three is a third of the final number. If you did it the other way, you'd end up with eight, and two is not a third of eight. Two is only 25% of eight. So is it shlish shlish What kind of third are you chayv to add for hidden mitzvah? Says Gemara, teku. They said in the name of you want to know what pshat is? Pshat over here is ad shlish mishaloi, meaning up until a third of the mitzvah that you add on, that's from your own pocket. That you're going to be chayv to pay, and you're going to get payback in Shemayim, obviously. But that's going to come out of your own pocket when you pay a shlish, when you pay up to a shlish more for a hidden mitzvah. If you're maizim and you pay more than a shlish, more than the mitzvah, to be mahadu the mitzvah, and for a hidden mitzvah you pay more than a shlish, then Mishal Kodesh Baruch Hu. Then you don't have to be concerned. It's not even coming from your pocket, and it's coming straight from Hashem and Kodesh Baruch Hu. He's going to pay you in your lifetime to cover those expenses. Says the next Mishnah. Anything that I'm chayiv in its shmirah, I prepared it to get damaged. Now, you didn't prepare it to get damaged, but I am chayiv basically to pay if it does get damaged. Fancy way of saying it. Anything that I am chayv in its shmira. I'm going to be chayv if it gets damaged. What if I only prepared it somewhat to get damaged? This means, again, this lushan of the tan over here in the Mishnah is a little bit different, but if I prepared it only a little bit, meaning I was only partially chayv to watch it, partially chayv in its shmira, still If it gets damaged, I'm going to be chayv the full amount. Even if you're only chayv partially to guard it, so you're still going to be chayv fully in if it gets damaged. Now the Mishnah goes on to say in what cases a person is going to be chayv if he's mazik. You're only going to be chayev 
if you damage nechasim she'ein ba'em me'ilah, which is a fancy way of saying hektish, because me'ilah does not apply to something that's not hektish. So nechasim she'ein ba'em me'ilah are nechasim that are not hektish, and if you damage someone's property that is not hektish, you're going to be put. You're going to be chayiv. But if you damage hektish, as we saw, shara ewa marachmana, you're going to be putter if you damage hektish. Nechasim she'ein shal b'neibris. Additionally, you're only going to be chayiv if you damage nechasim she'ein shal b'neibris that belong to b'neibris, which are yidin. Mashein kein poshup shot right now is a guy. You're not going to be chayiv if you damage a guy's property. Also, you're only going to be chayv if you damage nechasim and which means nechasim that have owners. Mashein kein hefker, you're not going to be chayv if you damage hefker. And also, you're going to be chayv anywhere that you damage except for if the damage happened in your own property, in the mazik's property. If the rishos belonged so the mazik, then the mazik's not going to be chayv because it happened in his own rishos. Additionally, if it was a partnership and they own this field together and one was, one damaged the other and therefore the damage happened in a chatzar mishutefes and they both own this rishos hanizik v'amazik, you're also going to be potter in that case. And kishahizik, in all these cases, one you damaged, chav hamazik l'shalim tashlumi nezik b'meitava aretz. The mazik is chayv to pay tashlumi nezik from meitava aretz from his indias. Tanur abanu nabraisa kol shechav dimishmarasai hechsharti es nezik. What the Mishnah said, anything that I'm chayv in Shmira, I'm going to, I was machshir and I made it ready for its nezek, meaning I'm going to be chayv to pay. Says Gemara Ketad. What is the example of this? Meaning what, because what's the Chiddush? We already know this. We already said this in the first Mishnah. What exactly is the example? What is the Chiddush we're trying to bring out? Shor u bar shemasran, the cher shayt of a katan. So we're talking about a case of a shor or a bar that you gave them over to a cher shayt or a katan to guard. And then the shor of the bar went and damaged. So the bar didn't go, but someone came to the bar and damaged. But the point is you gave it to a cher shayt of a katan to watch. And then the shor ubar neziku they damage chayev. The halacha is chayev l'shaim mashein kin beish. You're going to be chayev to pay because you were machshir the nezik. You prepared it to damage by giving it to acharsha the vegatan. That was not a responsible thing to do. You are still going to be chayev. And says the brayz mashein kin beish mashein kin beish by eish. That's not going to be true. If you give it eish to acharsha the vegatan and it goes and damages, you are going to be potter. Says Gemara Ma'askino. What exactly is the case? Let's try to understand the brayz. If we're talking about a shor that was tied and he couldn't go around the damage in a bar, you at that at the point that you gave it to the Kharshad of the watch, it was covered, the bar, no one could fall in. So what would be the case by Aish that would be similar to these two cases? The Kavasagabi So by Aish, the similar case to a shor kosher and a bar machusa would be a Aish that's not a raging fire and going around damaging already, but it's a gachelis. It's a it's a coal right now. And it's in a coal state. The fire didn't spread yet. So so what would be the difference? I don't understand why you're going to be chayed by the shor kosher bar mechuse if it's a shor that's tied up, it wasn't supposed to damage, and it's a bar that's covered over, and the ish is a gachela. So what's the difference? Why are you putter by the ish, but you're going to be chayed by the shor and the bar? So Ella, what do you have to say that the case is bishor mutter bar megule? That the case is that the shor is actually untied. It's an untied shor, and it's really ready to go around and gore, and the bar is uncovered bar that anyone could fall in, and the kavasagabe ish shall have it. So what would be the example of ish that would be similar to those cases where it's already a shall have it? It's already a flame. It's not just a cold, it's already a flame and it's ready to damage. And therefore... I don't understand, says the Gemara. I still have a problem. Because Masha'in Kin Be'ish the Potter, why are you going to be Potter in that case of Ish? If we just established in this case, if it's going to be similar to the Sharmut or Barmagula, they were talking about Ish, that's a Shalhevis, it's a flame. Why are you going to be Potter if you give a flame to a Hershad of a Katan? Now, Amar Ishlakish Mishmei the Chizka, didn't Ishlakish say in the name of Chizka, the Leishanu, Elo Shemasu Legechaz Veliba, that we only learned that if you give an Ish to a Hershad of a Katan, you're going to be Potter Midine Adam, by the way. You're only going to be Potter Midine Adam if you gave it to him while it's a Gacheles, while it's a Kola, then he 
ignited it into a fire. But if you hand a flame, some obviously something else that has a flame on it, but you give a flame to a Hershon of Katan, and then it damages, then you're going to be Chayiv. You're 100% going to be Chayiv. My time. What's the reason? Because it's Bari Hizika. It's for sure going to damage. You give him a flame, it's for sure going to catch on to things, and that's why you're going to be Chayiv in that case. So why are we saying in the Braisa that you're going to be Potter if you give him a flame? So obviously, what do we have to say? That Le'aylam, we're not talking about where you give him a flame. Le'aylam, Bishar Kosher Bar Machusa. Really, we're talking about a case of the Shar that was tied, Shar that was tied to the fence, and the bar was covered over. And the Gavasagabe Eish Kachelas. And therefore, the Eish that you gave him as well, the case would be similar to those two cases that it's Kachelas. You didn't hand him a flame, but you handed him a coal. Now that we ask, what's the difference? Why are you going to be Chayab by the Shar and the bar? And you're going to be Potter by the Gachelas, by the Eish? Says Gemara, I'll tell you why. Because Shar, Darkilanatuke. Shar, even if he's tied up, it's his way to get untied. He moves around, he tries to get untied, and it's a way to get untied. And therefore, there's a Pshia in the fact that you give it to a Kharshad of a Katan. That's not a proper Shmira when you should know that the Shar is going to get loose. And Bar, Darkilanaturi. A Bar also, it's its way to get uncovered. It's probably going to happen that the Kisoy, the, the cover, is going to go away, and it's not going to stay there for that long. And therefore, again, it's a Pshia in the fact that you give it to the Kharshad of a Katan to watch. But Gacheles. A coal, that's different. As long as you leave it alone, the gachelis, the coal, it's just going to wither out and die out. It's going to go out. So if anything, it's working the opposite way. And it's going to get and it's going to get less of a fire. By the shard and the bar, that's the opposite is true. It's going to get more of a mazik, calls man that you leave it without a proper shmira. And that's why the difference is, and that's why you're going to be chayiv by the case of the shard and the bar, and you're going to be potter by the case of the gachelis. What about Rabbi Yechanan that says that even in the case that you gave a shalhevis, that you handed a Flame to Hershad of and he says, even in that case, you're going to be potter if it goes and damages. So, what would you say? So, now we could line up the case that we're talking about a case over here, Bishar Mutter Bar Megula. That we're talking about a case where it's a shar that was untied and a bar that was uncovered. So, that would line up to the case, according to Rabbi Yechanan, that you're going to be potter even in the case of the Shalhavis where you handed him a flame. Okay. And the Bryce is saying that by the shar that's untied and a bar that's uncovered, so you're going to be high in the case that you give it to Hershad of to watch if it damages. But by the Shalhevis, if you handed him a flame, you're going to be putter in that case. But what would be the difference? Why are you going to be putter in the shar and the bar? And you're going to be chayev by the. Why are you going to be putter by the Asian? You're going to be chayev by the shar and the bar. Says the Gemara. I'll tell you because hasam tzavse the cheresh kagarim over there by the shalhevis. Rabbi Yechonon holds that you're that you're going to be putter if you give him a fire. Literally, even if you hand him a flame, that's bara as we said before. But still. Since it's Tzavsa the Cheresh Kegarim, since it's him that's going to cause the Hezek at the end of the day, it's the Cheresh that's causing it. He has to take the flame and ignite something with it. He has to go and cause the damage. So since he's causing the damage, it's kind of like a grumma, and it's not directly you. That's why. The one who gave him the flame is going to be Potter. But Hacha, by the case of the Shar, even if it's untied, and by the case of the Bar, even if it's uncovered, Lloyd Tzavsa the Cheresh Kegarim, it's not the Cheresh that's doing anything. He might have not watched it properly, but that was your Pshia that you let him watch it. But the point is that he doesn't do anything. It's just a Shar that runs away and goes gorts, and it's just someone else that comes and follow or, or Kaylin that come and break into the bar, and that's why you're not you're going to be high in that case. According to Rabbi Echanan, the case of the Shalavis, when you give it to the bar, it's the opposite svar. It's not that bari hezeka that where you give him a Shalavis, but rather Rabbi Echanan holds you're going to be putter in the case where you hand him a Shalavis because in the end of the day you need the cherish to go and do something. It's not directly from the bialim. The shar and the bar it is directly from the bialim because it's not any cherish doing anything in between. It's just the shar by himself going out and damaging. It's the bar itself, someone coming in and falling in. And that is the chilek.